There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Hi, I'm Bowen from Las Culturistas. And I'm Matt from Las Culturistas. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from My Heart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. Check out season two of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that culture? Yes. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Sorry. Bowen is feeling absolutely frisca-liska today. He started the countdown at five. It was so shocking. So, reader, we I usually start the countdown at three. I <gasps> think something, the energy is shifting in the world. The poles have flipped. Something is going on. We're living in, as Jasmine and Aladdin once said, a whole new world. Something is shifting with the poles. Something's going on with the poles. Yes. And, um... <laughs> well, oh my God, I just said poles and the trigger word that poles is. Sorry, not to take a hard ride into hell, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way I felt when I Look, said you're polls. right. That's hell, and we're going there. Okay. Sweetie. Speaking of absolutely in hell, Nicole on the Speaking Undoing. Of- She's oh in hell. Oh my god. This she's woman in hell. is she's in hell on the undoing. Her husband is a killer, I know it. Um, or maybe her son for that matter. Uh she some someone in her life is an absolute killer. And she, maybe it's she, Lily Rabe is the killer. I think. Well, you know that's pronounced Lily Rob. Lily Rob is the killer. Broccoli, L- like I'm broccoli sorry. Rob. It's yes. so that's actually real culture. It's it's a real culture number fifty. What, Bo? I forget. Nine. Fifty nine. I was gonna say fifty nine. Oh my Literally god. Literally, sister life. 
Hashtag. Um, wait, so it's it's real culture number 59. It's Lily, it's Lily Rob, Rob like broccoli, like broccoli Rob. Rob. Spelt like Rabe. And that's Can I tell you not for me. Go. This is this is my uncold. This is my blind spot. Is that I, I, this is my first encounter with Lily, Lily Rob in like a in like a meaningful cultural setting? Is she? Well, where else would I have known her from? She's sort of been like the white lady on all the Ryan Murphy shows. You know what I mean? Like our guest is giving us a look. <laughs> She's gonna look it up. She's gonna look it up. Um, okay, so literally the hijinks that are going on on the undoing we'll have to talk more about it next week but can we also talk about the hijinks on potomac we can talk about the hijinks on potomac absolutely look i'm on no one's side i think i'm on no one's side anymore um except for i mean the only person who's just like hanging back is robin no but even robin is no robin is not hanging back and she doesn't hang back because robin is giselle light and that's actually rule oh, culture number oh 70. God. Robin, Robin is, is Giselle, Giselle Light. Light. Not including Karen in the photos. Really, really mean, unnecessary. Treacherous. 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 And notice that Karen was completely unbothered about it. And when she said thank you next and threw that hat on the floor, I said, you better create that meme. Oh, my God. She, she did it. I think there's a reason why. Was this the first season in a while where Karen was at the center in the in the title card in the tableau? No, I think she and Giselle are pretty much the stars of the show, but I don't know for sure. I let it hit me this episode. I was like, you know what? She was the star of the season. I know the whole. I know the whole season sort of centers around, like the inflection point is the barn, the wine barn fight. But Karen comes out looking the most pristine. But you're saying you're not even on her side after this. She's so Switzerland, yeah. That it's like, uh, it's a little weird. But the fact here's here's my like take on the whole thing. Yeah, was Monique wrong for literally dragging Candace? Yes. Yes. Candace filing charges and saying she wants it pursued to the full extent of the law. She wants Monique in prison. This woman has children. Like, come on. They had a moment in a wine bar. And who of us hasn't? Who of us hasn't had a moment in a wine bar, really? We shouldn't go to jail for it. At the end of the day, Candace Dillard Bassett supports the carceral state. I'm so sorry to to say this. And you said it. And I said it. And I have... (laughs) As an NBC employee, I feel like I have something <laughs> to lose by saying that. You know, the housewives are all over the streaming platform Peacock. And we love Peacock. And you want to know something? I what? S- I sprung for the premium no ads subscription <laughs> because you know what? I want to watch Peacock. No ads. No nothing. I just want to watch, you know, uninterrupted. Raw. Content. You want Peacock raw. raw. You just oh want it. <laughs> you want it delivered. Right to you. You know, I feel <laughs> like my one little quibble with Peacock, and as an NBC employee, I feel How dare like you I've... say quibble again? Another trigger word for me after the fall of Quibi. Wow, I'm being triggered oh, left and right by polls, by quibbles. Go on, though. We're just owned by these entertainment companies. <laughs> Some more than others. The Apple TV remote. I mean, maybe this is maybe this is on the Apple TV remote, but the response Talking about her? Talking about her, she's holding it up. The Apple TV remote all over the damn place on Peacock. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's both hardware and software issue where they're not talking to each other. They're both acting crazy. I find the Apple remote to be very overly sensitive. You feel this way? So so I feel this way. But then the Peacock, if you scrub across the bar, mm-hmm. also exponentially sensitive. Like the two sort of like enable the, each other to be very sensitive. Right. 
Right. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been watching some old 30 Rock episodes and, I, and I'll jump from one like scene you to do. the next. Mm-hmm. Like you do. It'll go from act one into the damn tag uh, after I just, you know. Oh, that's filthy. Can't have that. But here's the thing, because I know what's going to happen with you, Bowen, and and I, I'm holding myself back. We'll say, you know, who's on Peacock, and then we'll transition into the guest. But before yes, we do yes. that, I just want to address a really important item of business. Yes. Do you want to take this opportunity to apologize to Doja Cat? Absolutely. I apologize to Doja Cat for riling up her base, mm-hmm. although the stan culture around Doja Cat is fucking wild, and I will not ever <laughs> apologize to those people. Does that make sense? I'm separating the artist from the standum, which is different from art from the artist. At this point, I'm coupling the art with the artist. Okay, in, yes. for, for sure. I'm really interested in. Ev- I'm really interested in everything you're saying, but also I'm very interested in the two gallons of water that our guest just took to the head. Yes, hydration. Having worked with our guest in very briefly, mm-hmm. I th- I feel like I've seen her with. She's a very hydrated person. I love that. I think it's so important to to be hydrated. Babe, I don't do it enough. Babe. I don't babe, I don't I don't stay babe. hydrated. If you stay hydrated, you don't need to get, get hydrated. hydrated. And that's my real housewives tagline. And nev- no one knows why. Uh cuz you 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 have a plumbing empire. That's yeah, right. Why. Wait, just kidding. Do you actually know my real tagline? I know or no 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 remind me, remind me. Sorry. It's this. I'm a triple threat. I'm coming to your house. I'm fucking your husband and I'm eating your snacks. <laughs> so you know what Peacock really reminds good. me of? Peacock reminds me of our guest. Our, our guest, guest. Uh, frankly, is the star of Peacock. Quite frankly. Look, I mean, I feel like you go to Peacock and the thing that draws you in is... That's why you go. Our guest's beaming face... You're not going for season two of Housewives of Dallas. I'll tell you that. There You're you go. going for the very much on right now Amber Ruffin show or the oh Amber God. Ruffin show as stylized. Capitalized first letter and every word of that. Now, I don't mean to sort of <laughs> give away the guest identity because, you know, we love to keep that on lock. But, Bo, before we sort of bring the guest into much pomp and circumstance and great yes. fanfare, as they would sort of if she were a part of the royal family. Yes. Um. Just describe sort of the guest's impact on the culture. What are the credits? The guest's impact on the culture is truly huge. A truly huge. You know her. Mm. She's a writer on Late Night with Seth Meyers. You sure do. As a as an iconic narrator on Drunk History. Say that. Writer on Detroiters. Mm-hmm. Black Lady Sketch Show. Say yes. that. Hello, Robin. She don't listen to this. Robin will listen to this. I asked her to come on. She was like, everyone's asked me to come on their podcast. I'm like, you're coming on my podcast. Look, she might not. Robin, <laughs> she, she might do it. She might do it. Don't rule I will, it out. I, I'll text her. She's a good texter. We're not, we're not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about we're Robin. Not, but Robin, we're not talking about her. Robin did recently tag on to our guest's show. She, she did a quick little greeting at the end of an episode of our guest show. And we love that. And also, and we, we love that. This actually reminds me about our guest. Iconic. Watch what happens live, bartender. Oh yes, the poses. Mm-hmm. She was on the episode with Issa and the aforementioned Robin. But listen, I feel like we've t- I feel I feel we've we've talked just too much, and we need to bring the guest in because it's just too exciting. It's just too exciting. We're so excited to have her. We love her so much. Everyone, oh. welcome, Amber, Amber Ruffin! Ruffin. Yay! Hi, you guys. Hooray! 
It's okay. such a hooray moment. It's such a hooray moment. Do you have any thoughts to um, contribute to the undoing to Potomac? I saw you nodding very, uh, very enthusiastically. My husband and I are watching the undoing. We call it the undoing. The undoing. <laughs> undoing. Undoing. And I do think the little baby did it. It's yes. crazy that that's where we're, we're at. I called Ever it Ever since the beginning, ago. my husband's shaking his head no right now. Ever since the beginning, my husband said um, that Nicole Kidman did it. But I will tell you this. After two episodes ago, I think my husband and I get really, really close to each other's face and we go, I create muck. Yeah. That's M- what muck. I do. Noma is muck. killing it. <laughs> I love that lady. She is. And let me tell you, she is taking it the most seriously, like you need to. And Nicole, too. They're taking it so seriously. And meanwhile, the it's a drag show. And that's why I sh- like it. It's a drag event. Like, drag race is not on, so we have the undoing, the, the wigs, yes. the coats, at all. The courtroom scenes are chaos. <laughs> Everything is so big. Yeah. Any one of those people could be on a comedy, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's big. I love if it, it. If it had the Thirty Rock soundtrack, it would just be Thirty Rock. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just like there's Nicole. Like I'm telling you, the finale is going to be the equivalent of a death drop. It is going to be whop. <laughs> but you think the sun? You you think the sun as a result of the re- sort of reveal? Thought the sun for quite some time. My husband holds fast on the wife. Mm-hmm. I think it's that little boy. Sorry. I've been saying it's the kid all along. Little Noah. You think that it's as simple as, spoiler alert, y'all, the murder weapon has been found by Nicole in the little boy's violin case. Mm-hmm. And you think it's that simple. He did it. Well, no. We're on the 50th episode. Somebody better do something. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> it's the baby. It's time. I've had it. Or the husband just hit her once with a hammer. He fucked her. He hit her once. He put it down. She's kind of fine. (laughs) And the wife goes up. She picked up him. She hit her again. Okay, now she's hurting. Okay, Mm -hmm. then the little boy came and he finished her off. Yep. Oh, sort of a murder on the Orient Express moment (laughs) where where everyone's the killer. Everybody killed her a little bit. I I like like that that theory. So, because, you know, if, well, I'll say this if they cut to one more shot, out of nowhere of her smushed head. I'm out. I know. Too much. Too damn much. I'm out. It's gr- gratuitous. Amber, talk about, because you just took a swig, talk about your hydration situation. Hi. I like to drink <laughs> out of a giant jug of water at all times. At work, it's a smaller jug of water. At home, it's one of these big things. And I like to pretend that I am a um, bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Don't they have to drink a, a gallon of water a day? Something like that. An absolute Whatever. Ton. I'm a real strong guy. You're a real strong guy. Why is it different at work than at home? Are, is it sort of like uh, at home there's no rules for you? You set your own rules so you can drink as, as big a jug as you like? Yes. At home, I'm not worried about looking like a fool. Right. Also, at work, they have that super cold, really nice water. Mm. So you yeah, got to this- put it in your little cuppy thing. Yeah. So I do that. You're, you're talking about the Saratoga? What are you talking about? The, the Saratoga Springs water? Oh, no, 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 no. You're just talking about like, the water that comes out of the fountains. That machine thing that's in yeah, the yeah, kitchens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. I love that thing. Bowen, um, and, Bowen and his brand name water. This is not <laughs> DNC fool. You no, are a I'm centrist. T- you really are. I'm t- You're I'm a centrist. 
Amber and I work in the same on the same floor. Yeah, yeah. We do. Do you ever run into one another or sort we of do. the pan- or sort of the pandemic making that crazy? No, we've re- we've had a couple run-ins this year, haven't really? we? Really? Yes, and now we took over NBC Sports. Ooh. Oh, so hopefully oh, great. they'll never come back. <laughs> Fuck NBC Sports. They shouldn't be in 30 Rock. They have no business there. There's like You're two right. people in that I entire agree. office all of the time. Now it's full of folks and it's a pandemic. And yeah. it's a pandemic. We have enough people. You do. Is it on is it on eight, the eighth floor? Yeah. It's in between Seth Meyers and uh SNL got is it, NBC Sports. It. So that okay. should be all Seth Meyers and Ruff and Show. Anyway. You're coming in hot with this, I hope, NBC Sports withers and dies. I am not saying that they, I hope they die. <laughs> I'm saying ain't nobody ever in that building. Yeah, They yeah, all yeah. work at, there's a Connecticut office. So no uh-huh. one comes down here. They live in Connecticut. They should I be see, making people come down here anyway. That's not Mm-mm. nice. Good. You're right. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you. Okay. And I then wish I could to- run into you guys in the hallway. Maybe one of these days I'll get a job as a janitor. This is the ultimate hallway <laughs> run-in. <laughs> I, so I have a question. Sort of because it's such a wacky floor. You know, everyone everyone there is so wacky. Do sketch variety, etc. Um, is there sort of pranks going on? Like, is there the old banana oh, yeah. peel slip? Like, I, so I'm I'm sort of. I'm sort of curious, like the sort of wacky antics that happens. Yeah, yeah. And especially now with the pandemic, it's like the stakes are even higher. So like sometimes I'll pick up a handful of almonds from one crafty table and then sort of sprinkle it on the Seth Meyers <laughs> crafty table. I've been so eating funny. those almonds. You Ooh. touched them? Oh, Ooh. no. Now you have hep C. Like oh. it's that, those, that oh. kind of prank. Oh. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be COVID, but it's Hep C. No, no, no. see, that's that's the bait and switch. That. That's the sort of what they call the bait and switch. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I your show is really fucking good, Amber. It is Thank so you. so funny. It's so smart. It's so saying it. You know what I mean? Like what I appreciate yeah. about it. Bowen and I were talking about it the other day. Like it's really just. It's it's not just like a show that like has perspective. It's a show that has perspective, and it's saying yeah. what it is. And I, you know, we're in this we're in a sort of era right now where I'm just gonna say, you know, there's a lot of late night shows that are pretty toothless, and this oh. is just like, and you got incredible writers. I mean, who we know all of them, but we love it. It's so good. Thank you. It's very 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 fun. I mean, it's nuts. It looks fun. And I'm by myself. Ain't nobody even here. I'm having, I'm making my You're, own fun. You and Tarek, you and Tarek Davis. What about Tarek? Me and Tarek are a party and have always <laughs> yeah. been. And there, but there are no writers. Jenny doesn't come. And then we've got Dwayne Perkins, Shantira Jackson, and Demi Adetwebe. And they're in LA. Oh my gosh, they they truly are. Demi was dancing on cars in LA and became like a little meme. Did you see him? Yes, Mariah Carey retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I did see that. Oh, because they they did all I want for Christmas. Yes. Okay, Demi is absolutely iconic. Demi, I just want to say, is a is a queen of the straights. And he reigns as honorarily straights. gay as fuck because he won my show game show on Quibi plug. 
before they take <laughs> it Demi, off. Demi there. also has like really like fun queer adjacent taste too. Like he likes he likes the stuff that you would think is just for the gays, but he like has such a broad sort of palette for that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't threaten Demi's masculinity. He doesn't no. give a rip. Demi's no. gonna do what Demi feels like doing. I love it. You filled that room with queers and queer adjacents. I mean, I, yeah, that's Jenny, <laughs> yep. Shantira, and Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And as we've said, Demi Demi is basically based as an honorary gay guy. icon. He is the queen of the straights. Mm-hmm. We have had Dwayne on, and Dwayne's culture that made him say culture was for him was the Power Rangers, and uh, we realized that this is actually a very gay thing. Oh yeah, love for the Power Rangers, like to sort of announce your metamorphosis. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm a color now. I'm a color. You know yes. what I mean? Like that's very like sort of gay. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. So I did watch that movie. Yeah. I I love an action movie. I don't care what it is. I don't care. I'm watching it. Did you blow something up? I'm in. The highlight of (laughs) of the year is usually when that big old action movie comes out. You can even see me buying a ticket to a Transformer. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll go. I'll very much go. Yeah. Definitely. I want to see it. I'm playing the Spider-Man game right now, and it's just so fun because... It's a movie that you get to sort of like control. Mm. Isn't that cool? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's that's what's so fun. It does sound <laughs> and it does sound so fun. I want to get back to this because yeah, Matt Matt put out something very interesting saying a lot of these late night shows are toothless. We're not gonna name names, but I feel like I feel like you are you are aware of this, Amber, because I think you've said in interviews that like other late night shows seem to just replay what's happened in some way. And I, I, you're, I don't think you're, you're not even like playing clips of like a press conference or anything. You're just, I mean, the, th- the things that punch the most that hit the hardest are like things where you're just addressing the camera and it feels very Seth too. Yeah. I want to talk about who said what crazy thing. I want to call the crazy thing they said crazy. And then I want to say it made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> and no one is doing that. Yeah. They can say this made me feel bad, but. You're not of this marginalized group, are you? So how bad do you feel? (laughs) So like, but and I think it's healthy, and I think it's good for us to be like, I feel like shit because this guy in charge doesn't think anything of me. Like, I think it's okay to say that. A hundred percent, for sure. And then, and then on the flip side, it's like when uh, the race was called, like the whole episode after that was. Just you guys just being so joyful about it and be like, oh, we're so happy. But then, like, you weren't really it. seeing other late night shows do that. Is it because, and like, maybe it is because, you know, they're white dudes who like are able to be passively observing of what's going on and be like, oh, cool. Like, this is what happened today. And we're not going to layer on top any sort of commentary. I think that that is absolutely true. I also think that people, like, I'm just starting to get hate. Uh And I think those people receive hate 24-7 their whole careers and have for years and years, and they're a little bit sensitive to it. Yeah. But I don't, I haven't had enough hate for it to color what I choose to say and not say. I was like, let's dance Uh on his grave. I don't give a rip. I don't give a rip might be front runner for title of app. Um, I I also think there might be something too when I like I I was I was watching and I was just like, yeah, like we're just like 
jumping in with this is garbage and like you don't and i love when you said like you don't have to accept this like you don't have to like like make room for these people that have believed in and supported this harmful toxic racist fill, fill in the blank words here um and i also think i was wondering to myself like i wonder if there's just something to the fact that a lot of these white dudes who have been on the air for years and years are just like too desensitized to what's happening to be able to call this out anymore. Like, it's like they have to do these shows, many of them every day or every weekday, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and they they just can't really, like, just all of a sudden jump in with, like, wait, 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 no, this is insane because they have to, like, keep up this decorum or they just actually aren't able to process the immediacy of what's happening because they're not starting like right now, like you, and they also don't have your perspective. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, I think that's true. And I think a certain behavior is expected of them. I think they're a lot of times they're expected to take the high road. They are under the thumb of the network a lot of times, whereas no one cares what I do or say. Is that true? (laughs) Like at Peacock, are they kind of just like, do you? Well, because I got the show after saying all kinds of crazy stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was what they wanted. And they're uh-huh. like, say that. So I get to Beautiful. really, I really get to go in on it. <laughs> they looked at the menu and said, we're ordering Amber Ruffin <laughs> for the entree. <laughs> they went to Peacock <laughs> Restaurant. <laughs> and they got the special. They got the special. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I am waiting for them to be like, you can't be acting like this. But I did say on the last episode, <laughs> I said, no, I'm not saying burn it all down yet. Yeah. And then yeah, let me yeah, say yeah. that. So we'll see if I ever get in trouble. If I because do, I'll maybe text they you guys. agree. Text us. You should text us. I'll text you the line. Text us. Text us every day with an update, whether they've said it or not. <laughs> And also, okay, can I also say one of my favorite bits that you did, because it really, not to say I was triggered again, but when you did your bit on PT Cruisers, I was like, it's true. This car's crazy. And I have to come out as being someone who, as a little boy, collected little collectibles of PT Cruisers. (laughs) I had like 30. I don't know. I just thought they were like a cute car. Who was making them? I am without answers. I'm W A without answers. Oh my gosh! But when you were doing that PT Cruiser content, I was like, "You're right. This car's crazy." I think that was your sensing that this shouldn't be, and then you liked it. (laughs) Like. This isn't right. Like if a bear could fly, you'd be like, I'm obsessed with this bear because it should really? be able to fly. I guess PT Cruiser, as far as automobiles go, is kind of a queer car because it's like it's it's like <laughs> there's something there's something different about this. It's like it's 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 sort of um, personality first. <laughs> <laughs> personality first. Yeah, ah! it sort of got its own vibe. And the personality is um, Goofalofa. Goofa Lufa. I was gonna. I was. I feel like there's something hostile about BT Cruisers. It's like they're like. I feel like. No, no. I feel like. Remember those Scion, those Scion cars. It's exactly what it makes me think of. Yes, Scion, the Kia Soul. Yes, the Kia Soul. (laughs) 
PT Cruisers seem like aggressive to me, whereas the Scions were like harmless and like quirky. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe the word cruiser was going a long way with me. I was like, of course, it's a car. Cruiser. You know what I mean? Like that that to me make a lot of sense. <laughs> I just I just said the sentence. That to me make a lot of sense. 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 Um, so you're having a fucking blast doing the show? It's the best. It's so much fun. I do keep looking to like ask for permission, you know, or to like find out if this is okay. And I'm like, ooh, I have to stop doing this. This right. this yeah, I have to kill this instinct in me. Because it's like no one no one else would do that, I guess. Not no one else, but it's like this does that's not necessarily a part of um the 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 um power breakdown of of, of places like that, right? Well, because it's the Amber Ruffin show. What I say goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to get exactly. used to that. I loved the bit about the names, like when the when the when the conservatives can't say the fucking names, and you were like, "This is the Amber Ruffin show. Don't forget it." I just liked it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, good. absolutely a hundred percent. So when you are like doing the show, and there's no audience right now, obviously because of the pandemic, I would imagine that there was the idea of having an audience and. Guess I would imagine, or was it always going to be no guests? Because I have to say, I love that you have no guests. I love no guests. Oh, good. There's never going to be any guests. There I shouldn't mean, be. There was never going to be any guests. We were always, <laughs> our goal was always to make a variety show and then call it a late night show, do a little monologue. Yeah. <laughs> and then just do a bunch of sketches. Yes. No, I love that. And I genuinely feel like, not to say while Bowen Yang is here, um, where are the sketch shows? But, but I wish I wish that there were more of them. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because like, I just, like, I love that I never really know where it's going to go because it feels it feels brand new. Like, everything you're doing feels brand new in a oh, way that thank I love. You. I'm trying. It should feel brand old. It ain't nothing but a variety show. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, it, there's like a novelty to it, you know? It, we are little showmen, me and Tarek, and we love. We will. We we will get crazy presentational on a person. We love it. Mm-hmm. Well, we love it. And this is when I guess we talk about the vocals. <laughs> girl, you got them, and uh, don't think that we didn't notice that you got these vocals. And we are noticing the breath control because some of these. Because let me say, some of these notes are in the basement, and you are People finding them known. with precision. <laughs> People have known. You've seen her play a damn mermaid on Seth Meyers and <laughs> literally give you operatic shit. <laughs> but the general audience is now finding know, the vocals. Yes, that's true. Uh, you guys are really spoiling me. I can sing just fine. I think it's no. more that I don't give a fart because mm-hmm. I'm singing this song. Yep. I live to sing a song. I, it cannot be stopped. So I'm singing it no matter what. And sometimes it'll sound, I think they feel unrehearsed and slightly sloppy. And that is because I am not very concerned <laughs> with how they sound. You know, hey, I'm getting the yeah. point across. I'm having a good time. Check. Who cares? I feel they don't, They I don't think they sound unrehearsed at all. I think they sound fun and like they are happening because of joy like for example are you can i ask you a question are you yeah. a story pirate yes 
I knew it. I knew you had story pirate energy because I was like, because they always say, and this doesn't apply to you because you actually can sing. But in story parts, they say <laughs> it's not because we're both story parts. And yes. like um, they say, it's not about how much you can sing. It's about how much you want to sing. Want to sing. And I, that's, I always feel yep. like it's the spirit of I'm singing this because it should be sung. I feel pressed into the music. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Can't that at Boom Chicago, we would always have to do um, musical improv. Mm-hmm. And our director would say, technically, these people paid money to hear you sing. Mm-hmm. And buddy, if I don't carry that every day, yeah, every huh? time I open my mouth to sing a song, I'm like, people paid money for this. Yep. Dollars. <laughs> people are opting Dollars in. Spent. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed. Finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for where you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can you tell the readers about what Boom Chicago is? Boom Chicago is a Second City-esque theater located in Amsterdam. Um, They come to America and they audition in L.A., Chicago, and New York. And they take a couple actors every year. And you do home shows at the theater. And you Mm -hmm. also do corporate shows all over the world. And it's mostly short-form improv. And it's a lot of sketch writing and stuff. And it is... The hardest, craziest job in the entire world. It's the best. It's like comedy basic training. And I did it with Tarek Davis. With Tarek Davis. There yeah. was a whole piece in it that there was a whole piece on it that came out today in, in New York magazine about it just being this like comedy factory that like is sort of has sort of just been like underground, even still like culturally. Like people think I was Second City UCB. And by the way, I I just I should just really quickly point out that Amber, I think, has checked so many of these like comedy group boxes. I feel like you got Second City. You did Second City in Denver, which I want to talk to you about as a Denver, <laughs> as a Denver, a former Denver resident. And then, uh, and then Boom Chicago and then like Story Pirates. Like, I feel like this is, this all sort of fits into the narrative of Amber Ruffin's show person. And so anyway, um, okay, Boom Chicago, like talk about the crazy cultural things you would probably have to deal with living in freaking Amsterdam. Amsterdam was the best because like I have a lot of friends who, and there aren't a lot of people like this in comedy who like, will be like, Oh, what a dumb shirt. You know, like (laughs) people like that who just don't have a filter and will just say the thing. And that's every Dutch person. (laughs) Yeah. They don't. Um, In that article, I think it's Seth who says, no Dutch person has ever laughed out of politeness. They yes, don't, they don't yes. have that. They don't do that. <laughs> it's just like I loved that because yeah. you don't have to, and and because I spent so many years in Amsterdam, I don't have like socially. I think I'm a little behind <laughs> because <laughs> I spent so much time. You know how people like try to dress up the fact that what you just did was bad. Yeah. Whenever people do that to me, I don't I don't know that that's what they're doing. And right, I think, right. oh man, I'm the shit. <laughs> Look at how nice this person is being <laughs> you to must me about be the thing I did. It's great. giving me the honest truth. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Also, I bad. like that though, because why, why waste energy not saying what you feel? Just say it. Say you think it. you can hurt my feelings? Good luck. You have a, sh- you have a show. <laughs> you can hurt my feelings. I'm good for life. 
I'm a black lady in America. You want to try to hurt my feelings? Good luck. Watch me drink out of a gallon jug of water. Uh, so how long did you do Boom? I did Boom for two years. Mm-hmm. And then I did it later for three years. Oh, so I did Boom Chicago, the then I did Second City Denver, Second City Chicago, and then I went back to Boom Chicago for three years. Mm. This is, I mean, this is like a true. I don't know. Like, I think, I think you've, I think it's like someone who's like been a completist, completionist, or whatever, in terms of like coming up in comedy with like groups of people. Which I think, like, that's the thing that bums me out in some ways about like people coming up now, especially with pandemic going on, it's like, oh, like you're not, there's just fewer chances to like get together with like sometimes strangers and like doing some shared comedy goal together, you know? Yeah. I don't don't know know how they are surviving. It would have been so, I think about that now, like, cause this has been, this is probably going to ultimately be like a two year period. That's been at least different than it would have been. And I just think like, I think about when we were coming up and everything and Bowen, I can pretty confidently say that like, if there was no live performance, what, yeah, what will we know. have done? You know, like I just, it's so crazy, but people are being crafty. There's a lot of people no, popping people off on, on uh, the TikTok. It's true. It's true, and I'm and I'm watching the the TikTok folks, and, and I'm like, oh my god, this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing good work. Talk about Denver. What was your Denver experience like? Second City Denver was the best time, and we I had I was at Boom Chicago, and I called Second City and I asked for a job. Ah, and they said yes, you can have a job, Second <gasps> City Denver. So then I moved from. Amsterdam to Denver and we took um, whatever the Chicago main stage show was at that time. We yeah. took that to Denver. Then they were like, if this goes well, we can write and then we will be second city Denver and we'll write Denver's own show. So yeah. we went there. It did well. And then we wrote our own show. So the theater we were at was that downtown theater complex in Denver. We were one of those. Oh, yeah. Um, DTC theaters. or not DT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. DTF. And DTF, they, DTF. <laughs> and they, Same. We, we did that show. And at first it was just people who knew what Second City was, but then it was people who had subscribed to that theater complex. Mm, so it was uh-huh. all people who want to see cats and forever plaid and stuff. Right. So they came to see our show and they felt differently about it, I think. Really? Then people who knew what Second City was. Right. You know, this was like the oldest people I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Coming to, <laughs> to watch a, a Second City show. I was like, ooh, this isn't right. So then, yeah. What year was this? This had to be 2006 or seven. Okay. Wow. Because yeah. I was, because then that must have meant Bowen was a junior in high school and maybe he would have moseyed on over. And I, and I, but like, for some reason it was hard to get tickets though. I remember like Second City being in Denver and then everyone being like, and then at least like people like my little nerdy high school group was like, oh, I wish we could go see Second City. But um, for some reason that that wasn't available to us. Am I maybe I'm like just remembering this it. all wrong. It's you possible. It? We had a at, at the beginning, we were hot shit. And then when they opened it up to subscribers, it was something different. <laughs> 
Um, the Denver Center of the Performing Arts. Yeah. DGP something, DPCA, whatever. Um, yeah, it's this huge, giant, like, com- yeah, complex that has like four different theaters. And then one you can see like, um, like I, I guess like in recent years, like a Shenyun performance. And then mm-hmm. another, and another stage you could see like Return of the Phantom, like the Phantom of the Opera sequel. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it was, it was just this crazy Frankenstein's monster kind of a building. Um, but then would you ever go see like um, the like Impulse Theater at Wincoop or anything? Like these other little shows? Yes. We saw two, the two improv groups and uh-huh. one was, Really nice and really fun. Yeah. And I and one were um just <laughs> fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> and these motherfuckers came to see the show and were like, oh, uh, the entire show. Ew. <laughs> and they were mad that we were there. And then oh. like at the in the at the end song of the show, they like clapped off beat and were like, these uh, uh. Damn. We were like, why the hate? Why did you Come here to hate us to our faces. Also, the show is over. Where are you? I see mm. you went home. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Theater Wars. You're not that mad. Stay nope. here. Let me have a word. Wow. Also, like, I have no idea which theater is the theater. But like, what a shitty thing for improv. That's not what improv is. No. And it's like weird scarcity, like bullshit like I guess at the time too where improv was like relatively popping I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know like I felt like such hot shit being 15 years old and going downtown to the bovine metropolis theater and doing shows when on all these 30 year olds being like who the hell are these teenagers bovine those are the good people those are the good people. Okay, so then those that must were the, be the fun Im- people, I think. So the impulse theater must have been the shitty people, and that kind of tracks. Just because at the time I was a high school student, my calculus teacher was also my theory of knowledge teacher for IB. He was also my improv coach because he was the assistant director of the impulse theater. He was a great. He's great. I love him, Adrian. He and I still keep in touch to this day. But it seemed like so many of the actors at that theater were toxic crazy people because i had a friend laura lockwood who was like cast in that theater and was coming home we're just you're just like telling me horror stories about how like so many of the especially like the women this is all this is all just catty and toxic and mean and i don't i have no reason to like uncover any of this for you guys (laughs) or for the listeners but i was just like oh my god i guess people in improv are just like really really mean and not nice it's crazy so that it just colored my perception of like comedy communities for years and years and years. That's why I love Chicago. Those people are untouchable. There is no mm-hmm. like ego because you're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cause you're in Chicago. You're doing it because you think it's the most fun. And it is the most fun. Ugh. While we're sort of existing in the past, I think we should ask the question. Yeah. Now, this is the central question of Las Culturistas. It is the question that really all the guests get asked. All the guests except Margaret Cho because we got too scared. <laughs> now, we're going to ask you the question now. The question, Amber, is what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? So this is the defining, definitive pop culture in your life or culture around you that now that you look back at your life, Amber Ruffin's life, that is, you're kind of like, oh, that made me me in a way. I think what made me me was the culture of I.O. 
mm-hmm. <gasps> improv Olympic, uh-huh. where it was just we are out all night long. First of all, I was an intern there, and it was the most fun. And then we go there. It's it's six p.m. Show start. We mm-hmm. go there. We sit there until one a.m. and we drink all night and we laugh. And then eventually someone kicks us out and we go to someone else's house and we laugh all night. That was, I was like, oh, I can do this for forever. And I almost did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we we sort of had an experience like that with UCB. That was kind of, that was kind of our version yeah. of that. But Chicago does it differently. Do you hear what this? Is that? Yeah. It's the doorbell. That's my doorbell. It is my doorbell. This is how Hollywood my building is. The doorbell is La Vion Rose. Uh, I don't know what that is, but we're gonna, we're just gonna wait. Um, so it's, e- it's Edith singing "Love You on Rose." It's Edith Piaf singing "Love You on Rose," and it was like a selling yeah. point for me. I was like, I like that, and now I gotta say, I hate it. Um, well, it's just like too long. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Talk about what you're okay. talking. I'll be right back. Okay. Go 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 go. I feel like this is a Chicago specific thing in. Not even just the comedy culture there, but it's like, oh, it's a vibe for people to just drink all night at one place and stay there for the entire night. For the whole night, we shut it down. I don't think I've ever really done that in New York. I don't think I've ever done that in New York City. Or, I know, I'm just, I feel like such a square. What, okay, Matt just got a beautifully wrapped gift. Matt, what is well, it? Well, it's a present from Hulu, the happiest season. Oh Hulu, my God. It, it's, a, it's a present from the Hulu original film, the happiest season. Starring oh, Kristen so Stewart. Nice. Written by Mary Holland. We absolutely stand. How in the world do you get on that list? I don't know. Um... Because neither of us are on it. Well, listen, I'm sure you guys could get a damn box from any anyone you wanted to, you network stars. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. see. Okay, fill me in. What are we chatting about? I just commented on the fact that, and then I had a sad admission, but I was like, it's a Chicago-specific thing. Not even just in the comedy culture there, but it's a, it's a Chicago-specific thing to like drink all night, stay in one place, and then shut it down. But I've, because I'm like, I don't think I ever really did that in New York. Oh, I did. I've never drank more than when I was like coming up in comedy, needing to hang out. Like there was times when back back when I was doing like four or five shows a week, it was like normal for me to have three drinks at because they give you the two the two tickets usually yeah, when you're doing yeah. the show. So you use both of those. And at the, this is like you know my early mid twenties, so I was like still like probably I like IPAs. So you're drinking like heavier things. And then you're you're passed out. Maybe you go somewhere. You get another drink after. Oh yeah, that was the heaviest drinking of my life. Was being in those spaces. Yeah, but I but but it's a Chicago thing to like. Maybe it's because of the weather. I don't know. But people there just like stay put. Gather. Mm-hmm. Well, they gather and they all stay in yeah. one place. I mean, like I don't think that's I, like I don't think that happens in New York. Sorry, I didn't know about going. <laughs> God, let's have a drink here and then go to the. That yeah. blew my we mind. Bar you know, why would we do that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Drinks here are free. Yeah. Why uh-huh. are we leaving? But it's only because of being at theaters and stuff. If I had to pay, I'd run around too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we we'll talk. Talk about IO being like specifically eye opening for you. IO was like this very cool, like. 
there was a um, group of improvisers who were just like the coolest people on the planet. You know, the cool guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, man. No, we know we love them. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, man, I'll never be as cool as the cool guys. And it was like the like high school, yeah. but fun. And like also the cool guys <laughs> weren't really aware that they were the cool guys. They were having fun and you were allowed to have fun with them. And there was no, like, I, I'm sure people were shitty to people. Yeah, yeah. But no one was shitty to me. Right. Yeah. And people <laughs> were like, hey, you, come play this game with us or whatever. And it was just so in, insufferable. There is no <laughs> way you could have been there and and not been an improviser. You would have punched everyone in the mouth because it was all like, let's play Would You Rather, uh, let's play right. uh, Murder, and all these doofy <laughs> improv games that we loved so much. I just can't believe we spent so many years doing the same thing. Uh-huh. It's like a decade I spent wow. just playing games with people. <laughs> this is pre. This yeah. is pre Boom Chicago. This is pre like pre Boom Chicago and post Boom wow. Chicago. Is that I O and post? Yeah. Because I ended up back in Chicago. I did yeah, everything beautiful. twice. When did you? And that's really how you master. You got to do it all twice. Um, <laughs> when did you move to New York? Was it when you got work? Or did you move to New York and then the work began? The great work began, as they say in Angels America. <laughs> I moved to New York. Okay, so I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, and then I moved to Chicago to learn how to improvise. And then I got Boom Chicago in Amsterdam. After Amsterdam, I called Denver and I lived in Denver. After Denver, I got main stage in Chicago. So I lived in Chicago. Mm. After that, I went back to Amsterdam and then moved to LA to make it. So I moved to LA and it was just, I didn't make shit. (laughs) And uh, I mean, it was fun because I became a story pirate Mm -hmm. Um, and I did a lot of theater. There was so much theater to do in L.A. And that was the shit. And I was a part of this theater. This is so not what you asked me, but here we are. Um, I was a part of this theater called um, Sacred Fools Theater. And Mm -hmm. what we did was we it was like a theater of writers. And so all the mm. shows at that theater, someone wrote it. Your little friend wrote it. And then they would do this <laughs> thing called serial killers where five shows enter and three shows leave. So you write 10 minutes oh. and you oh do my it. God. And then that Saturday, you find out if you write the next 10 minutes. And then if you like playwright it, survivor. Oh, yes. Playwright survivor is the best <laughs> way to say that. And it was the most <laughs> Fun. We did, me and my friend Lauren did um, King of Kong, the musical. Do you know the documentary <laughs> King of Kong? No. Oh, I'm more familiar with King Kong. Oh, you guys. You know, that sort of creature of, of film and television. You guys, King of Kong, the documentary is about two. It's the easily the best documentary ever. Easily. What? You'll be so entertained. The, it's two men. One is inherently evil, e- e- like a real life evil guy. And he looks at and he talks it and it's crazy. <gasps> and then one guy is like so kind and sweet and he's so scared good. and he doesn't think he could do it. It's like you cast it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a documentary about these guys and they're vying to see who can get the top 
uh, arcade score in Donkey Kong. <gasps> oh, got oh, I've it. Heard I've of heard this. of this. I thought oh, it was good. like the ma- the making of King Kong or whatever. No, it's this video <laughs> game thing. Oh, I love that. That is great. And does I best? Can, can you give a spoiler? Does Good Triumph over Evil, or should everyone just watch? You you cannot. You don't Google it. You have All to right. just watch it. Okay. okay. It's so many right. feelings. It's more feelings than you would think. King of Kong. It's just one movie. It's on it's a just series. One movie. No. Thank God. This was Thank back in God. the day where things were just one movie. Now you have these things. They're eight, nine episodes. You know, you, you don't just have one movie anymore. Undoing is I'm undone watching all these. It's six. Oh, my God. Undoing. Undoing. The, the vow could have been a commercial. <laughs> Girl. Ooh, you stressed I mean, it. We, the way that the vow was a cult in and of itself, watching it, really proved a lot. There's such a weird meta narrative around it now, though, where it's like, oh, well, um, seduced. Is that what it is? Yeah, something the, like that. The other one, the, yeah, the other, yeah, the, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, that, well, that one's the one you should actually watch. But it's like, well, no, I already like no. gave away all my brain cells to this other, to, to, so to the first one. Unlike the fire documentaries, which were great. Love both. Great. They were both great. They were both, they were both great. Yeah. They got to the point, this Val crap, I'm sorry. It, it was so like, if the three of us went to the mall and uh-huh. had the best time, but also at the mall um, was a performance of BTS. Mm-hmm. That's the documentary. You show the performance. Exactly. When we were trying on hats, you have to leave that out. That can't yeah. be part of the documentary. We didn't need to see me the asking the person at the sunglass hut where the bathroom was. But it was so funny. He did an accent. It made me laugh so hard. Leave it. But leave we, it. Need to, we need to cut it because BTS. BTS. You know what I mean? I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. I... Couldn't have cared less by the time it was over. And I was like, I know I should be caring. Whole people came and went that nothing happened to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. like, one of these motherfuckers better die. Because this, <laughs> I mean, this, this is taking up a lot of my time. Uh, and when I'm on the couch saying one of these real people need to die for my narrative enjoyment, honey, you got a documentary issue. Yeah, that's you a fucked flaw. Up. That was you a got a up. doc issue. I mean, look, ultimately there is a full ass second season. <laughs> That's the biggest crime of all to That's me. That's the mystery I want solved is what the fuck? <laughs> the biggest crime is that they got a second season. Why? I agree. <laughs> the biggest so- crime relative to everything else that has happened around that cult. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's crazy. We're it's going to jail terrible. for 140 years for even bringing it up again. Oh, I just got it. I I just that's what's in the box. They said it's a jail sentence. <laughs> it's a jail sentence from the happiest season. They're saying, "Oh my oh, god, wait, yuck. you guys." That's a chicly wrapped box. I can say, really is. I mean, so here's a question for you guys for the holiday season: gift wrapping skills. Do you have them? Do do you have them? As they said on guts. <laughs> Are you good gift wrappers? I got to Google a how-to video every December 21st. I got to look up a video every single year. Oh, I love gift wrapping and I am maybe not good at it, but I absolutely love doing it. No one I bet you, I bet you are like good it. at it though. You don't, I think you're I'm not good at it. I don't think you're bad at things. <laughs> what are you if bad you at? If you could see the back of my head right now, you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> The front looks like you did your hair, but the back. 
I don't think you did a very good job. And I'd be like, you're right. I don't think anyone does the back of their hair. But you're so good at at, at, at us. We would never know that. So that's good. Okay. But if something happens behind me, I just have to let it happen. I can't turn around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad at math, science, remembering uh, some details about okay you know what i never can do whenever i'm on a date i never remember where the person is from <laughs> it's hard yeah. it's a hard thing to store and or you're, you're saying like second date like they've told you in the past it doesn't really matter like the thing is mm-hmm. I, like i i'm just bad at retaining some inf- like i just realized this about myself because i went on a date which now mm. is not going to happen in Los Angeles because they're shutting it all down. Mm. But um, I, I was like, afterwards, I was like, okay, personal flaw. I am not good at like um, retaining information about someone's um, up. Like, of course, we, one of the questions you ask is going to be, where are you from? And then I realized that I'm not good at keeping that information. Jobs, I'll keep. Your friends, I'll keep. Like, But your like, basic upbringing, for some reason, I never remember it. Hmm. What does that mean? What does that say about you? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it just means I'm obsessed with my own past. I'm. Not, I have a. I also have a horrible memory. It's very bad. Is it bad short term? Is it because of all that time in Denver, you weed addict? <gasps> Do you mean Amsterdam? And I don't like weed. <laughs> you don't like weed. You lived in Amsterdam. And you don't like marijuana. No, but I liked e. There She's you a go. drinker. You like you liked you liked E. So you like you were a little <laughs> raver. A little bit. We yeah. had like oh. probably three times a year where we'd be like, hey, we get to do E. Yeah, that's actually a very fun that's thing. That's so fun. Oh, yeah. to do it in Amsterdam too. Cause then you know the guy who cooked it. And mm-hmm. then uh-huh. all your friends have already taken it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like scary. It feels fine. Yeah, I mean, so, but that's like the the difference in the drug culture there anyway. It's like, oh, it's not a whole to do. Mm-hmm. It's just there. What we have on our hands here is an upper not a downer, and yeah, that's sure. that's wonderful. Sometimes I feel like uppers that for me make me a full crazy person because I'm already naturally at a ten. Yeah, mm. um, and I feel I need a downer to sort of get myself down to a like a socially acceptable seven point five. That's all be a 14. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to 14. We are in Amsterdam after all. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen. I just want to go to I just want to go to Amsterdam now to one like responsibly do drugs and two to like eat the the Reichstaffel, the Reichstaffel stuff, the Indonesian like Dutch oh, yeah. fusion. It's Have you ever been Bowen to Amsterdam? We did a date. This is this is the twisted thing. Do you want to, oh do you want to listen? Oh my god! Do you want to I, can't, to I can't wait yeah. to hear this sick story. This is the story. We went to Europe after I graduated college. My sister planned the whole trip. She did a great job. The one the one flaw in that trip planning was we stayed for a night in Brussels, mm. where there's literally three things to see, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, on the second day we took a train to do a day trip in. Amsterdam, and we're only there for like twelve hours. No, you got to stay in Amsterdam. To see more. see oh. I, I when I went to Europe, we stayed in Amsterdam, and that was the move. And we made a stop in Brussels, and made a stop in Bruges. Yes, and our 
our stupid thing was we only had three hours in Paris. We were oh. driving from Amsterdam to Paris and we're going to like tag the Eiffel Tower and come back. Oh. It was like, like it was a child's game. And no. um, we were there just long enough in Paris to be like sort of chastised by a waitress and feel very hot. And like, I was like, oh, Paris reminds me of New York City and I don't like it. We got to get out of here. <gasps> Paris is uh, the funnest. That's the best. But they don't care for you. No. <laughs> they don't no. want to be giving you shit or talking to you or helping you in any way. <laughs> but no. other than that. It's and it's fun. like in Amsterdam, you can like start speaking English and they're like, cool. Yeah, we're, we, us too, girl. And then in Paris, they're <laughs> like, no, no, bitch. You come here and you, we're not going to cater to your dumb ass, your dumb American ass. And then you're kind of just like, Sitting there with the menu, like, all I want is soup. And they're like, well, learn the word for soup. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I loved Paris. I got to Paris once. Maybe I've been two or three times. And when my girlfriend and I first got to Paris, a man, we first of all, we got off the plane and the um, TSA guys were like, oh, bonjour. (laughs) I don't like them. Ooh, you are so, like, so hitting on us so fucking hard and we laughed and laughed we loved it and then we went to wherever we were staying and we were like okay let's go get into some trouble and when we left the hotel first of all every guy we saw was like "Ooh, baby and we were like is this <laughs> real so then we go Ooh, for a baby. walk and we see a tall skinny gray-haired man in a <laughs> pinstriped suit with a pencil mustache with curls on the end, a oh. pink ascot, a, <gasps> and he was walking his fluffy, fluffy poodle. And we laughed so fucking hard. We were like, <laughs> this is what you think of when you think of Paris. You're doing it. You're doing the thing. And that's how you met your husband, who's in the room with you now. <laughs> My him. husband went to go get a Sprite and vodka. Ooh, that's oh. going to be a fun Monday night. Yay. Vodka and Sprite. Come vodka on. And Sprite. He's back. My f- and he's back. He's back. Oh, he's back with the vodka and the Sprite. He's back with the vodka and the Sprite. And what are you guys maybe making? Maybe he got himself some food. But what's most important is vodka and Sprite. <laughs> vodka. Do you drink a vodka Sprite? I will drink a vodka Sprite. Usually I drink um, Paloma. That's usually what I drink. But I've had too many Palomas. That's just been in front of you this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's that fly. Yeah. The, the fly the was fly. interested. You know, whenever I see a a bowl full of limes, I'm taken back to my youth on Long Island when we would make what's <laughs> called a gin bucket. Have you had oh, this? No. It's really exactly what it sounds like. You fill a bucket full of gin. You put some seven up in there and you cut up some limes and then you get a turkey baster, get some, and you squirt it in each other's mouths. It's great. Oh my God. It does exactly what you think it's going to do. Because can I tell you guys something? And this is a secret <laughs> gin is sin. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm concerned about the base. Don't baster. say that and then lean back like you said something. <laughs> Sit up straight. <laughs> I'm shaking my shoulders because gin will make you sinful. And I actually, 
I actually just and got a whole bunch of gin, and I feel that, that I'm. That's what I'm missing. You know, I'm missing going out and having some oh, gin. Yeah. That's another thing about <laughs> drinking throughout your twenties is you discover gin, and it sort <laughs> of it keep gets you gets you frisky. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. <sighs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire, part time, or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I know I you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the reward award-winning Lux and ultra-premium elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door, free of charge. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattress 
mattresses all come with a 10 or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everyone has their danger alcohol. Bowen, what's your danger alcohol? My danger alcohol is this. I sound like a damn Grey's Anatomy character, but it's tequila. (laughs) And (laughs) I sound like Meredith Grey herself, but it's tequila. Do an impression of Meredith Grey being like, don't, don't, I can't drink tequila. It's the tequila. (laughs) (laughs) She's always like, it's men and tequila. It's or whatever. And then here's me as Sandra O agreeing. It's men and tequila. (laughs) <laughs> well, this but this is such an inversion. Usually, I'm the I'm the Christina to your Meredith, and it's not racial. Well, that's actually really you you racialized that, and no. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> too late, it's racial. I have to be Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> too late. <laughs> no, what what, what is you're you. <laughs> you're actually literally anti Karev. You're like I'm Amber Ruffin, and Karev's like I'm Karev. Oh, I'm probably Izzy. I died. No, she didn't die. She, she, didn't she die. actually is very much alive, and there's rumors that she'll return for the season. There is. Wait, did do you guys really watch Grey's Anatomy? <gasps> we are. Do we actually wait. Are, wait. So the answer to this is yes, but not currently. Do you watch it now? I watch it now. I've okay. always watched it. I am up to date. I, I whenever I meet someone who's up to date on Grey's Anatomy, I know they're like the, in a past life we were like you know twins because yeah. I feel sisterhood with everyone despite not being currently up to date with Grey's. I feel sisterhood with those that are. But do you know I'm on the cusp of like fully diving back in, and I think I think Grey's <laughs> is in the conversation in a huge way right now. It always ever- is. I've had, but I haven't, no, but I'm saying something is going on where like four different people texted me being like, hey, show, hey, so if I want, if I fell off of Grey's after the plane crash, where should I start? And I'm like, I fell off before the plane crash and I don't know what to tell you. But everyone, there's like an, a ground. Wow, I made it further than you. That's crazy. But there's a groundswell of people. Wait, was the shooting after the, the plane crash? The yes. shooting was, yeah, it, the shooting was the last straw for me, actually. I love the shooting episode, actually. It was well, it was very well written. The shooting episode <laughs> was where I screamed. <laughs> And I screamed so loudly that my husband had to come see. He got up and came oh and was like, I <laughs> doubled over. He was crying. It was so It was much. the best episode of television. And I wanted April Keckner to die. Oh. I hated her stupid guts. I was like, I was so And glad. she didn't even die. She just got, she got to have more annoying moments in that episode when she was like, there's so much blood. It's like, you never think there's going to be that much blood. And then, you know, even when you're a doctor and you know there's that much blood and you, you do work and you do, you do, you go to school and you know how much blood there is, but you never know there's going to be that much blood. And Reed's dead. She's dead. And they're like, and, and, and that was really the monologue. That was Reed, very oh good. my God. That was very I mean, good. I, literally the way I wanted to, Okay, so here's some tea. I got to audition for the new Shonda show, which is an Anna Delvey show. So she's doing yeah, an yes, Anna Delvey yes. show for Netflix, and I got to audition for it. I can say now because I almost definitely didn't get it. I haven't heard back, but it was truly pages and pages and pages of Shonda dialogue. And I was like, oh my God, that I just get to do this one time. And you know, the role was like a gay guy who's a stylist who knows it all. And I was like, <laughs> yeah! 
like, oh my God, I got to say so much good, ridiculous, like never ending Shonda stuff. And it was the <laughs> highlight of my career as an actor. I was like, this is so good. And sometimes I'll just, sometimes I'll just watch my own self tape. <laughs> oh, a startling admission. I love it. I love it <laughs> because it's admission. so delish. Like it's so unhinged. Wait, here's a good thing. What's all yours favorite Shonda monologue? This is for, for Grey's Anatomy scholars. This is huge. I think I know Bowen's. I uh, do you though? Because I have one all time. Yours is definitely. Can I guess yours and you can guess mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours, I'm gonna guess, is gonna be Sandra, and it's it's not difficult. It's unbearable. That's not the one. What? It's a Sandra one, but it's the one oh, from... Oh, it's... Ep- that will never no. happen again. I love that one, but it's that actually... Fine. That's yours? That, yeah. That's, that's oh, iconic. That's good. That's a good choice, Amber. Mine is from... Because I memorized this and I used it. I've never told this to anybody before. What? I, memori- I memorized this one and I used it as an audition monologue for oh, this play. Please perform this play it. My- my junior year, no, I well, I don't remember. I don't remember it anymore. But it's the one where um the the chief is questioning all the interns about who cut the Elvad wire, mm-hmm. and then, when it gets to Yang, she goes, "I'm a pretty," um, and Izzy goes, "I'm a pretty girl." I hated. Oh that my god, she was insufferable, but we loved. Crazy, we loved it. Um, but but Christina, Christina's was well, how did it, how did it start? It's just like, how do you do it, sir? Oh like, yeah, you, your edge, that one. the edge your monologue. Edge. Because I see you, and you're like like that one, and then like she's, and then that was the first I think single teardrop. <laughs> where she, her face stays still, but the tear just falls. <laughs> Unbelievable. Down. Unbelievable. Oh my See, God, and now so I'm realizing good. that like all my favorites are not actually monologues, but they're sort of moments. Like, yeah. I cut his off head wire. I did it. I didn't know what help meant. I thought I was a surgeon, but I can't. But I can't. I thought I was a surgeon, was but, a surgeon I'm not. but I'm not. <laughs> so I quit. Oh, I quit. I mean, that's a pretty incredible one. That's a very good one. I like the one where um, Sandra O oh has to get out of her wedding dress. Were you guys watching that? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are. Trust me. But, but Grey's Anatomy is huge for Bowen and I. We used to do. We used to have a two man improv group called Grey's Anatomy Drag, where which, which we did I think three times because it was so bad and it was, it was all terrible. It was terrible. We would get no laughs. There was a show that we did at the duplex where. It was a gay show for all people, and it was we were awful, and we got no laughs. We but we were so in we no full laughs. scrubs, and I was Izzy, and <laughs> Bowen was um, Christina Yang, and we would just get a suggestion, and we would do a scene that took place at Seattle Grace, That's and great. it was horrible. It was horrible, terrible, but we did do it. Well, I, I think one of the it. biggest bombs of my life. No, 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 Amber. It was such a true bomb in every <laughs> sense. Anyway. Um, but no, I, no. This is what I'm saying. It, Grace is coming back, and it, and I feel like people like Amber have some high ground to be like, I've been staying with it the whole time. But I think everyone is like, wait a minute, Grace has been such a constant throughout the years, and wouldn't it be so comforting to watch something like Grace? And I kind of feel that same way. Yep, it feels freaking great, and because <laughs> everyone fell off. You can now pick up way a million years ago. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's uh it's quarantine. You don't have anything to do. Sit down and watch a bunch of Greys. It feels great. You're talking to someone who watched 30 seasons of Survivor in the <laughs> first month of the quarantine. 30. 
three dash zero. So yeah, there's not there's not there's not much stopping me from plunking it down and watching all that. But wait, so what's your sort of read on what's happening now? Which is like there's a return of McDreamy. He, uh, Meredith is seeing him, I guess, in like a COVID <laughs> fugue state. What's happening? Hmm. When you say it out loud, it sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But that is what's happening. How can you stand to know what's happening without watching it? How are you going to watch it now that you know that? I can See, stand that's it. That's why I watch it. Yeah, I can stand mm. it. I, I don't can't. know. Just because there's I, there's so many characters now that I'm like, who is, who is that? Like, I, and honestly, I'll tell you what. I am kind of a purist and like, I don't know, this is a word like an originalist. Like, and when they started, mm. to, when they started to. Okay. What is Scalia? that? Leah? No, nothing. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> he doesn't hate you. He's I know. I emotional. love him more than life. I just don't like being compared to Scalia. Another trigger word. Um, but anyway, um, uh, wait. Now, when they started to get rid of the original five like when they killed george and izzy like was literally dying of cancer and almost died and then they ended up firing her i was like see i feel my chain has been jerked too hard and i was already in a certain way with the show and then they killed um miss kyler lee lexi and um mcsteamy at the same time and all of a sudden that I just felt like everyone was falling off in ways I no longer believed. And I feel that the sort of mm, uh, drama with a soap edge that it was in the first few seasons became a full blown soap. And ordinarily I love that shit. But with this, I was like, Oh, I miss, I miss my, my people. Like I didn't really want it to turn into ER that it would just go on and on and on and on and on. And then it did. And so now I don't know who any of these young girls are on the show. <gasps> Each of them is more special than the last. Okay. Really? They're perfect. Yes. I love them and you'll love them too. They're flawed. Oh my God. Oh, They're flawed. oh I, I want to ruin it, but I can't. You, you, you can. can. You, you, you have to. You, you have can. To. You, you can. can. You can. You can. I don't want to ruin it for you. You'll feel I, so I swear to you, we're not going back. But it, okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. No, I, I'm considering it, but I still want Amber to tell us. But this. he doesn't care. <laughs> I don't want you to. I don't. No, I don't know. We, we don't I hear hate spoilers. Okay, dear reader, plug your ears. Bowen loves them. That when um, uh, Derek's sister, yes. who was one of the newer women, is this Ms. too old? This might be old. When Amelia Shepard. When Amelia, Amelia. Shepard had the baby. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Amelia Shepard had a baby, watching. and the baby Amelia Shepard is a um, brain surgeon. And her mm-hmm. baby had no brain. <laughs> the baby. He I'm had sorry. no brain. She had to go donate his body. So she got to hold him oh. for like 10 minutes. And the baby went like this. Oh. He was, he was alive. Was- he was alive. He was alive. He just he was alive with no brain. He was alive okay. with no brain. So the, the essentially the, it was just like a, a body with like a blood coursing through its veins, but it had no brain. And so I guess it, it would have been out of the question for any of the medical professionals in the year. I mean, I guess 2015 that this happened to sort of know beforehand the baby was not going to have a brain. <laughs> I just I just feel like someone has to ask the hard questions. But I don't know if they bumped on that in the writer's room, like then who am I? But I mean, to look at the baby, because it wasn't like he had an empty head. 
Mm-hmm. It was like where the brain should be. There was nothing. There was nothing. And so, so maybe I do feel like maybe yeah. they could have known this. <laughs> so she probably thought like, well, we're not going to do the typical brain check we do on any old baby because I'm a brain surgeon. Of course, my baby's going to have a brain. Think of the big, oh, beautiful oh. one that I have. So this actually makes a lot of interesting sense. And that's actually pathos. <laughs> that's Say what you want out of Shonda. plot point. Of Grey's Anatomy out loud it sounds crazy. Oh, crazy. There, there was a there was a so get this in college when I was studying writing, I we had to take a I was at NYU doing a dramatic writing and I, I was a television concentrate, so we had to do like a spec script in one hour drama, and I wrote a one and my class was insane because they were like I'm doing a Breaking Bad like these twenty yeah, year olds yeah. being like I'm doing Mad Men I'm doing Breaking Bad like all like shows no one had any business writing and I was like bitch. I'm doing a Grey's Anatomy and a lion gets loose in Seattle Grace. And that's my episode. I'm writing a sweeps episode where a lion eats, let's say, Kepner. And that's going to be something I want to see. Because if it's just about the form, then we let's get goofy. <laughs> and that is, the, that is the form. Did you get an A plus? <laughs> I got an A plus, 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 plus. And, and a job. They told me <laughs> out of school, they said, he's a genius. And they, they put me in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, no, but it's just so it's so funny what goes down. I can't believe she's having COVID flashes of McDreamy. That's so fun. It was we real. It. Like I re- I sat down to be like, Yay, Grey's Anatomy, an escape. I didn't escape. COVID, shit. COVID, COVID. No, COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID, COVID. COVID. I was like, Ooh, I don't like this. I I need this to be separate. Here's what I think. I think that whenever Grey's is going to end, if it is this season, we need to know. We need to know in advance because I would like to have an Emmy push for Ellen Pompeo for the last season because yes. M- Ellen does underrated work as Meredith Grey. And I've said it since the beginning. Truly. She makes it look super easy. Yep. And mm-hmm. she always has. And she's so talented. She's such a good center of that show. And she said, she's pretty much on the record saying she's never acting after this. She's going to just do more behind the camera stuff. And So then give a career Emmy to her. I say, yeah. I say nominate her because yeah. let, and let's, let's see her off because yeah. she has, she makes that show and it's, it's easy to say like, you know, the best part is Sandra or, you know, the, the highlight of the show was like, the Izzy of it all, like the Elvad Wire, those iconic moments. Meredith has always been the glue. And yeah. it's like basic mm-hmm. to say that because she is gray of Grey's Anatomy, but she she gets paid dust, Ellen Pompeo. She really does. What? And no, she she doesn't literally well, get paid. Well, not dust. literally. <laughs> Amber she gets just made paid, a face that was like she gets paid millions. Oh, okay. She's the like, highest paid actress in TV. No, no, no. Oh. She get when I say she gets paid dust, I just mean like she does not get the um Flowers. Sort of. Yeah. She has. A, she needs her flowers. Yes. She needs her flowers. Um. She, the fact that Grace is still in the conversation as a network drama, like in the year 2020, is remarkable. Yeah. And we love that, and we celebrate that, and we celebrate the Amber Ruffin show. Mm. Truly wonderful. I think it's time to move on to. I don't think so. Honey. I think it actually is time to sort of, as they say, move on. And I'm putting "move on" in quotes as just sort of a you know colloquialism for con- to continue. <laughs> Um, so, so we're going to sort of move on to the last section of the episode of Lost Culture Recess that we're currently mm. recording uh, with Amber Ruffin, which um, has a title, I believe we said, um, I don't give a rip. I don't give a rip. Yeah. Um, 
And that's I don't think so, honey. So I don't think so, honey, is our one minute segment, 60 second segment um, is another way you can say that. And it's where we take <laughs> something in culture and we absolutely rant, rave, harass the topic because it deserves yes. it. It really deserves it. In many ways, and I don't think so, honey, is an opposite of and I don't give a rip because I don't give a rip. You're indifferent. But mm-hmm. I don't think so, honey, you are impassionately against something. Oh, you care very much. You care very much. Care very much. Um. So now, I usually traditionally go first, but I want to say one thing before I go, which is it was almost my I don't think so, honey. And it's it's ultimately not, but I do want to have said this. Y'all, if you are not going home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, be nice to your parents on the phone. Don't be giving them the attitude you might historically be giving oh. them or classically be giving them on the phone because they're without their children this holiday season. And okay. so if you are usually the kind of person who is like, oh, it's my mom calling, be fucking nice. Because your mom does not have their child this holiday oh. season. And this is not my I don't think so, honey, but it nearly was. I have a much more important one. But I just want to say that because I heard someone on the phone in passing the other day. And I was like, how dare this person speak this way to their to their parent who's yeah. going to be missing hmm. them this holiday? And yeah. they're going to be thinking about it a lot more than you because your parents love you anyway. <gasps> so I just wanted okay. to get that out there. It's true. It's true. Okay. Well, this is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. And I just want to, hold on. Before we start, <laughs> I have to really sincerely apologize. I said the word impassionately earlier. I don't think that's a word. I, I, I think we forget it. I think we forget about it. But I just wanted to, um, before we forget about it, I just wanted to apologize for it. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Okay. This if you're good is about that, Matt I'm good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. You saying you want to fuck Steve Kornacki. Let oh. me tell you something, bitch. You don't. It's okay. Oh. You don't want to fuck Steve Kornacki. You like Steve Kornacki. You maybe even love Steve Kornacki. You appreciate Steve Kornacki. You think he's wonderful at his job. You want to fuck Steve Kornacki? I don't think so, honey. <laughs> If you do want to fuck Steve Kornacki, that's that's your business. I'm talking about the seconds. royal audience here. All of us saying we all want to fuck Steve Kornacki. Leave that man alone. Stop sexually objectifying him. He came in here in his Kornacki khakis and did his thing on that board. And he didn't deserve to be objectified by all of y'all. 15 seconds. That, he's so tired. He doesn't have the time, energy, space, moment to deal with you and your bullshit and your tweeting about how you want to fuck this man. Leave him alone. Let him do his thing and actually let him rest. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. (laughs) You don't want to fuck Steve Kornacki and you're not impressing anyone by saying you want to. (gasps) You think it's to impress. You think it's for people to be like, I'm secretly sapiosexual. It's this sort of trademark bow and yang sensationalism. People sort of want to get online (laughs) and stir the pot. So they say nasty things about Doja Cat to sort of get the sort of, you know, furor happening around them and then say, what? Me? But guess what, honey? It's not flying with me on this one. (laughs) On tonight, as they say. Not on tonight. tonight. It is not going to work with me, you saying you want to fuck Steve Kornacki, because guess what, gays? I see who you follow on Instagram, and it's not Steve Kornacki types, okay? It's the same white Insta-gay with a shirt off being like, might make bread tonight. It's not Steve Kornacki. Man certainly 
with a doctorate. And if he doesn't, he has doctorate energy. And he doesn't need to be part of your fucking mess. So you take it somewhere else. This ended up being a two-minute, I don't think so, honey, because I see this I Steve Kornacki thirst ongoing. Leave him alone. He almost certainly has children, or he has the energy of having children. And he they don't want to hear about how you want to fuck their father, who simply wants to point to a board and say the word Philadelphia and then some facts about it. So leave him the goddamn alone. I'm through. <laughs> Look, we should all be grateful that we know the nuances in the population of Maricopa County because of that man. And that's different than wanting to get carnal with him. Exactly. It's so different. And it's actually rule of culture so number different. It's a rule of culture number 99. Knowing all, Knowing about, all about Maricopa, Maricopa County. County is different. It's different. It's so, so different <laughs> than, wanting than wanting to, to fuck, fuck corn Steve Cornack. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And so now would be time, I, I guess, for really Bow and Yang's. I don't think so, honey. Yay. Mm-hmm. And we both sort of, you know, got a little <laughs> saucy before our respective ones. And but this is the main event. Okay. So are you ready, Bo? I think so. Bo Schmo. Bo Schmo. I'm ready. Because <laughs> so many people think that Bo and sort of lives like this like extravagant lifestyle being a huge celebrity. <laughs> but he's really just Bo Schmo. Oh. All right. Bo and Yang. <laughs> your time. This is your, I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. <gasps> I don't think so, honey. Why is everyone sleeping on Kim's convenience? Okay. Wow. It is one of the most bingeable shows that's out there, especially, especially in quarantina. It's so <laughs> wonderful, such a wholesome family comedy, but that also has jokes. And for some reason, lately that hasn't been, that's been like a rarity. It feels like, it, it, it makes me feel like I'm watching like old episodes of like Family Matters, but it's like, oh, but wait, the cameras are nice. And... And it's all happening in different sets and, and all this stuff. I, I, wh- wh- the, the reason why we're not all losing our minds over Kim's convenience the way we do for other Canadian seconds. family sitcoms, I'm going to say, is... Oops, say that. Uh, th- there's, some, there's some obvious reasons, and Oop. I'll leave it at that. But Oop. everyone, get on board. Five I feel like seconds. I'm so late to the damn party, like four years later, four seasons later. But look, I am... Loving it now, and you should too, and you will too. And that's one minute. So basically, the thesis of Bowen's I Don't Think So Honey is I just discovered the show, but it's bad that you haven't yet discovered the show. So I have to say, um, I lo- I kind of, this is so characteristic of Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey is this. He'll go 50 seconds and be crushing, and then the last 10, he'll say, but also, it's okay. It's all right. Aww. And I, I love you. And he sort of, and then he says, I'm actually the problem. And then it ends. He's too sweet. That's yeah, my right. style. That's no, it's not, it's not that I'm sweet. Okay, I have to say, I, I, honestly, I, I do blame the mainstream media about this, but I didn't know what Kim's Convenience was until very recently. And wh- where can I watch it? And where can the readers watch it, Bowen? Tell them all instead of just yelling. Season five is about to come out. All the first four seasons are all on Netflix. Five? Yes, but okay, 13 episodes a season, 20 minute, 20 minute episodes. You fly through so, it. So nice to watch. I'm not saying five like that's too much. I'm saying five like why is why aren't more people talking about it? It's obviously a successful sitcom, and I've never even and I did not, I did not just discover it. I just like gave it a rest, and like I was watching it like years ago, and I was like, okay, this is something that I have to like just like put off for later. But then like 
damn, we're in second lockdown. So I'm just like, okay, let me find a show to watch. And it's it's hitting the spot. Ooh, so, oh, so, so good. Yay. Love that. Love that. Great. Okay. Ooh. I think it's time for Amber Ruffin. I love that well, it's time for Amber uh, Ruffin. Yeah. I don't think so, honey. Okay. What, did you not think you had to do one? I didn't think I had to do one. Yes. Are you crazy? <laughs> okay, great. Um, okay, listen. No, that's unacceptable. We are going to give you the moment you need to think of one. I know you've got a head full of I don't think so, honey. She's a master improviser and writer. No matter what gear she ends up being in, she will succeed. Yeah, something we gotta, that's just getting something that's getting on your damn nerves right now. Anything at all? Anything? Anything? Okay, anything, and we're 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 gonna let Matt call the time, but then don't don't tell us what it is until until we say it starts. Okay, okay. Oh, okay Are you ready? Only one thing is getting on my nerves now. All right, all right, good. I want to know it's it. It's not a good one, but these are my feelings. All right, yes, uh, we yes. want your feelings. We want your Amber Ruffin feelings. This is okay. what we want. This is Amber Ruffin's. I don't think so, honey. And her time starts now. I realize this is unorthodox, but we've been in quarantine for months and months now. And I have to live in this house with all this fucking shit. I don't think <gasps> so, honey. Everything in my goddamn house is a piece of hot shit. I'm like, I'm not a kid anymore. I have like a real job and shit, but I do not have the time to be taking care of myself like an adult. Everything in here is hot garbage and yes maybe it's because i've been looking at it for eight months straight or maybe maybe it's maybe i'm 100 percent right because maybe my couch is being held up by a can of beans because everything in my house is fucking a broken piece of shit look at oh my god we're mobile oh my god we're mobile no it's a can oh of my beans. God. Oh my God, it really is. the couch because everything in this house is a piece of shit. <laughs> and that's one minute. Oh my God, wait. I want to let the readers know there's a serious, real can of beans holding up that couch. Girl. But Adam Savage of Mythbusters made that can of beans for you. That's right. That's, that's right. true. He did. <laughs> wow. But, but I think that's a beautiful thing now, though, because the couch has some personality. It also has like a lot of danger. <laughs> I, and you like to live on the in, edge. Like, several ways. Oh my gosh. Amber, Wait, do you feel this way about my apartment? Doesn't everyone right now? Uh, yeah. I hate it in here. I have to tell you, I, I just ordered a, uh, uh, a bookcase. And here's the thing you never think I'm going to have to put this together in any substantial way. They make you put all this shit together. And that's mm-hmm. with what chaps my ass is like the, the, manual labor I have to do to make things. You have but, to do it. See, that's the thing. And that's that's why ordinarily I would say to you, just order some new stuff. But then you got to put it together. And well, so what do you do with the things you already have? Amber, did you reward yourself with like, uh, oh my God, I have my own show gift. Yeah, what'd you myself? get yourself? Nothing. I mean, what? Oh my God. I'll get something. I, I respect that. I respect the hell out of you even more than I no, already did. No. Because I am someone who just rewards myself with bullshit all the time. And then and then at one point in the summer, I hung a damn TV up in my room. Oh, I have a TV fun. up in my room and I have a gumball machine. <gasps> Yay! You guys are doing it right. But you need but that. You, you need, need that. You need a thing. Look, I don't like stuff. Not even if it's a good stuff? I can't be having just stuff sitting in the house. I don't like it. 
but it's not it's not about step it's about making a nice experience like i i don't mean for this to be like a uh, a one like a cure-all for everybody but will would you consider having a tv in your bedroom do you have one already there's a tv in there i don't watch it i feel like that has fixed all my problems see you gotta that's watch the it thing get, that's the thing you put it up it there and bed. it doesn't get washed the living room one gets washed i can't because i gotta sleep when it's time to sleep that's true. No I'm screens. I'm around enough already. I'm not yeah. doing. I'm not making good choices, so I can't start the habit of watching TV before bed. Because then I'll go to bed even later than I do. Mm-hmm. I need an adult. Yeah, there's just so much. There's so much content to watch too. I mean, we talked about the Undoing, and we we discussed Potomac in the beginning, and there's just and of course there's the Amber Ruffin show. Yay. And what might ha- what might happen is if you put a TV up in your bedroom, you could be watching the Amber Ruffin show all On night. And you don't e- you don't even get any sleep, <laughs> and, and 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 then then you're just like, what have I done? But the thing is, you did something good because <laughs> the Amber Ruffin show is the best late night show out. <laughs> it's the best late night show out there. And how many more episodes do we have this 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 limited season? This season there are two more episodes. <gasps> so that means that means you readers that streaming you readers, and then and then we'll we'll hear we'll hear about more potentially then maybe we'll get renewed we hope so we hope so i <laughs> will be so i will burn down like oh. you, and you said you said to wait but this is what i'm waiting for Oh, okay. if I don't if I don't get the result that I want out of the Amber <laughs> Ruffin renewal for season two, I will burn it down. Burn I it will. down. I will. Okay. Did you tape? No, you haven't taped them yet. Obviously. Nope. You we're going gonna, in a- We're off this week. We're off next week, and then we're back to work. Wow! Ooh. Wow! Wow! Pretty cool. For some Christmas yeah. episodes, I suppose. I know. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I love not you know knowing. What? It's crazy. Can I give you? A, can I give you a pitch? Wrap yourself up like a gift. Burst out of it. <laughs> oh, my That God. would be funny. That's a good skit. That's what my dad would say. You're right. I should what's your What's up. your pitch, Bowen, for the Amber Ruffin show? Holiday. My pitch for the Amber Ruffin show. She's been doing a lot of um, so, some segments where she and Tarek are sort of at odds with each other. Mm, I think maybe... I think maybe, and I know you're married. I don't know what Tarek's situation is, but maybe you two sort of reconcile by having full-on penetrative sex with each other. <laughs> on Bowen. I think you should be open to it. That's her friend. That's her friend. You're so <gasps> sick, Bowen. You have a very sick, you're sick. You're, you're very sick disposition. It's <laughs> really off-putting. You are shaming me. He said full penetrative sex. He did. He said that. He really, really went there. I was going to say, there. past that, and I think you guys should just do a divorce storyline. So I don't know if you watch <gasps> The Crown. The Crown has a divorce storyline, and everyone's really talking about it, the Charles and Diana of it all, and I think that that could be really fun for you guys. I mean, that's not a crazy idea. Just to give ourselves a big, fat history would be fun. You also have brilliant writers such as Jenny Hagel, Shantara Jackson, Dwayne Perkins, and Demi Adjuibe, who could probably write circles around just us. Just write circles around our dumb asses <laughs> while we sort of sit here and have a podcast. Hey, don't you snore at my friends. My man oh. and Bowen are my friends. They do a good job. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Thank you literally so hey. much. Literally. 
Um, it's been so fun to have you. When you said you want, when we we emailed and we were like, you know, she'll probably be busy. And she'll then you said you would come on, and we said we we squealed is what we did. We squealed. Aww. We really did. It's nice to hang out with people on their podcasts. Yeah, it's the only it's time fun. you get to hang out with people now. I know. Oh my god, you got to do it's a podcast so now, or else you're not going to see any of your little friends. Well, someday in the future. Oh, yeah. Someday in the future. Lights at the end of the tunnel. The cavalry is coming, sweetie. And you got three options so far. Yay! Hey, Matt, I want to ask you a question. What's Amber Ruffin's hometown? Her hometown? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Did you say it? She said it. Did you say it? Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, Omaha, Nebraska. No, I did. I did know that. Oh, my God. Wow. You just like sort of really can. But Amber and I weren't on a date. We weren't on a date. I don't think. At least I don't think. Full penetrative sex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Amber. Please accept my apology. That was vulgar. I liked it. You're so vulgar. And I think that, Bowen, we should sing a sort of. Well, the thing is, we do end every episode with a song. And Bowen, I think we should sing a sexy song to end this episode. Because it's been yeah. so charged. Um, yeah. What sort of um, sexy, you know, song do you want to sing? We'll do it all. Everything. Tempo is down. On our own. Straight to the chorus. If I lay lay here, here, if I just lay lay here, it's the soul version. (laughs) Would you lie with me and just Just forget forget the world? (laughs) Why do you know the words to that song? Forget what we're told. It was a chart topper. Before we get to it, it topped the charts. Show me a gun and then bursting into life. Okay, cool. If you want to hear more of that song, listen to Grey's Anatomy. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. 
Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com designed for work. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.